you know, we are starting to see from a national perspective increases in employer lawsuits in reference to discrimination, in reference to a lot of different claims that are now starting to come forward. From Ray and Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow as a leader while helping your organization to grow and thrive. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, please visit our website at www.raycpa.com slash podcast and sign up for updates. Today, Renee West, Senior Manager, Lead HR Consultant at Ray & Associates, is here to talk about some of the updates regarding Families First Coronavirus Relief Act, resources available related to some of the other CARES Act packages, COVID-19 and unemployment and the like. So, so much going on in the world of HR and employee benefits and safety guidelines, all those types of things. And we're so thankful to have Renee on today on Unsuitable. Thanks for being here, Renee. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate you having me back. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we should have you on almost really, you know, every week, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable how quickly stuff changes and, new guidelines, be they at the the federal or or state level. And obviously, we're in in the midst of this pandemic. It's uh, as we're currently taping here, not getting any better. Didn't magically disappear on November 4th, like uh, some crazy folks thought. Um, Right. So give us an update on some of the guidelines around the Families First Coronavirus Relief Act and, and what's going on there. Sure. Yes, well, thank you. And I wish that we had happier news, but sharing resources, you know, in reference to the FFCRA, that's a big question right now is currently legislation has these leave information or this leave eligibility in play until December 31st of this year. And, you know, we're waiting as with others, you know, throughout the United States of the election results, because that will actually determine whether or not these benefits are extended, you know, given the market where it is now, given what we're seeing from a COVID perspective and the continued need for the leave, I'll be surprised if it doesn't get extended. But then again, it's up to, you know, the the regulators as to what those next steps are. Yeah, I mean, clearly there's, you know, given the situation we're in, there's a need to extend those. But, you know, depending on, let's say, a lame duck administration to try to get that accomplished, you know, who the heck knows, right? Right, right. And, you know, we're seeing right now a lot of companies that, you know, maybe earlier on in the first wave of the pandemic didn't have, you know, any cases. And that was a good thing. Now they're on the flip side of that and they're starting to see they're having cases. So, you know, we have a whole new demographic of, you know, clients and just industries that are now starting to see 
that they need to start doing something. And they're, again, looking for that information. And that's why we're here today. So, you know, give us a reminder of some of the the main benefits and things that were baked into the FFCRA from an employer perspective. Sure. And, you know, from an employer perspective, you know, the goal is to obviously take care of your employees, but there's also, you know, the FFCRA leave has a number of different criteria. There's six different criteria that an individual would need to meet, not all of those. But if, for example, you know, you as an employer need to send an employee home because they're sick or there's a government order to have a quarantine. Another one that we're seeing that's really going to continue to be needed is that leave for caring for children that homeschooled because the schools are closed. So, you know, you're seeing a lot of schools start to transition to remote work. And what does that mean for employees that have kids at school that are now working from home that, you know, need to come into work because they have to take care of their children. So that FFCRA leave is is in effect for those instances as well. And again, it's incumbent upon employers to, you know, really brush up on that stuff. That's why we're, again, thankful we have an expert like you and the rest of your team that can help guide folks through those those guidelines and, and regulations because it can be complicated for sure. It is. There's a lot. And as you said earlier, things continue to change and they continue to move forward. But you know, the criteria of this leave is not going to change at this point. So we know moving forward that yes, employers need to ensure they have these posters up for these policies. They need to ensure their people are aware that this leave is out there. And then they, as the employer, also need to know that there's potential for you know credits for them for any wages that they pay for those particular types of leaves. Yeah, absolutely. Those retention credits and other things that are available as as well, as you mentioned. Sure. And we always tell employers and we we tell people, you know, in our day-to-day interactions, be sure you're looking at credible sources when it comes to this information. Everybody's an expert on Facebook about COVID and it's not true. So utilize, you know, your state agencies, your Ohio CDC, utilize your federal, which is the federalcdc.gov and utilize, you know, RAIN Associates. We have a consulting page and the specific to COVID-19 resources that we update daily as to the regulations moving forward. And also, you know, employers now, as we're thinking and looking at potential, you know, shutdowns or restrictions, the unemployment compensation, how does that come into play? What are the resources for that? And utilizing, you know, the unemployment sites and all of these sites, you know, are up on our website for employers if they have questions, but they need to be prepared because their employees are going to ask, you know, can I apply for unemployment if I'm laid off or if I'm, you know, quarantined? What does that look like? And that interaction is, is crucial to have. Yeah, particularly as we look at the uh, currently, again, as we're taping the, the spike in cases and potential, at least partial types of closures and things like that. It's incumbent on the employers to be on top of that stuff for sure. Right. Right. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, hopefully we can get the corner turned on this thing. I know there's been a vaccine announcement, but it's going to be certainly some time before that's, you know, gets through to the general public and we can all hopefully get on the backside of this thing. So. Right. And I was going to, you know, touch briefly on, you know, what are employers concerned about now? And what are they hearing and what should they be concerned about? And, you know, think about your employees and the mental health of your employees 
is very crucial right now. Um, you know, your employees are dealing as you are. I mean, even business owners are they're heading into the holidays and employees might not be able to see their their family members and kids are home, they're back from school, they're being told they can't go anywhere. So it's important that you really provide resources to your employees and be aware that they're under a lot of stress right now and everyone's feeling the same type of pressure. And there's resources out there, again, free resources that we've even listed on our website too, where employers can send their employees to. Boy, that's a great point that you bring up about the mental health certainly as, as well and, and the resources available. But I know you and I have worked jointly on some other projects with some clients. Now is a, it's also a great time to kind of, you know, take a step back and reevaluate some of your your basic processes and procedures, right? Safety handbooks and HR policies. Talk about maybe some best practices and and what you're seeing uh, along those lines as well. Sure, sure. And yes, employee handbooks, policies are very important in any given time to have them updated. However, given, you know, the course of this year, a lot of companies are realizing the importance of having policies in place in, you know, how to handle an emergency or what are their safety procedures for catastrophic events. So they're looking at different pieces and parts and, you know, there's a lot of regulation changes. So how does the FFCRA, even though it, we're saying to keep that separate from your handbook, how does that apply to the Family Medical Leave Act? How does that act with your sick days? And, you know, there's a lot of compliance pieces and parts that now is a great time to update your handbook. It's towards the end of the year. You're thinking about what next year is going to be. And there's resources there that ensuring you have a consistent handbook that's communicated to your employees that can answer their questions. Whatever resources you can provide, that handbook is going to be that give all of here's what we are and here's what we do for you as a company. I think that's so wise and just, if nothing else, consistency purposes, right? Because now we've got, you know, work from home or work from anywhere type of policies and, you know, trying to implement all those right. and be fair and consistent where for a lot of our business owners, we, we really never documented that stuff too. <laughs> sure, sure. And I think another thing that's important right now to keep in mind, you know, with any type of change or no one's been through a pandemic before, but... You know, we are starting to see from a national perspective increases in employer lawsuits in reference to discrimination, in reference to a lot of different claims that are now starting to come forward. So it's important in that handbook, again, is going to be that employer's ability to say, here's our policy, here's our policy on harassment, here's our policy on workplace violence, here's here's what we do. Without that, and if it comes to a point where you have an employee lawsuit, it can really, you know, the fines and the fees for that can be very astronomical. So that handbook is, again, really important giving where we see the next phase of these lawsuits and, you know, pending issues moving forward. That's a great point you bring up, Renee. We're probably only at the, the tip of the iceberg, really, with regards to that, right? Correct. Correct. I actually was yeah. on a call yesterday with an individual from the civil rights agency, and she was giving a, a, you know, a speech on what they're seeing. You know, they're seeing types of claims that they haven't seen in 30 some years. You know, that trend is wow. really, and again, they mentioned those employee handbooks are critical. So talk about the time involved. If, say, 
say you and your team get involved in updating an employee handbook? Give us a kind of a, a time range. How long does that take you to, to get through and, and make that more robust? Sure. Great question. And, you know, we like it to be an interactive process with the client because we want that handbook to be a reflection of your organization and the core values that you have. However, we don't want it to be cumbersome for you. You know, so from a timing perspective, you know, once we start the process, it's traditionally, you know, a couple weeks to, you know, right now we're doing quite a few. So, you know, a month at the most where we're looking at here's your drafts, your final drafts. We utilize our practice growth department to help ensure that it's a quality branded product as well. So we make it easy and we make it compliant and we make it interactive. Yeah, that is awesome. And I think, you know, along those lines too, I think with some of like, for me, the construction clients that I deal with and getting some of those policies and procedures, as well as a lot of the safety stuff, right? And making sure all that's right up to date and up to speed. That's very important. And as you mentioned, you know, safety, that's another where they're seeing a lot of, you know, additional OSHA claims that are coming out and citations from lawyers in reference to COVID. So yeah, making sure we've, we're following the guidelines related to the distancing and the protective equipment and all those types of things too. Right. And having proper channels to deal with issues. So I know one of the things that we wanted to talk about too, Renee, was we have an exciting new uh, service that you're offering through your group, kind of an ongoing type of thing. So talk to us a little bit about that, what that looks like. Sure. Yes, we are very excited that we are launching an HR subscription services program for clients and new clients. And basically, you know, we've catered it to different service levels based on organization size, their need for HR and, you know, resources for you. Most companies, you know, that we work with might not have a full-time HR person. However, they need someone to talk with about certain legal questions or resources where, you know, they need someone to really help from a policy perspective. And what we've done is really cater these different levels based on your organization's size, offered, you know, assistance from, you know, attendance at our webinars for free, different levels of, you know, HR discussion hours per month. So almost like, obviously we're not, you know, attorneys, but having, you know, us basically on retainer that if you have questions throughout the course of, you know, any months, you can pick up the phone. And you also know that you're, you know, able to receive updates and guidelines specific to our newsletter that we'll be putting out for this type of service as well. So we're real excited. We feel, and a lot of our clients have been asking for this and uh, looking forward to moving it forward. That's awesome. It's like, you know, an ongoing sort of comfort that you can provide that, hey, you're up to speed on all the latest guidelines and regulations and, and all those things rather than like, you know, oh my gosh, I've got this problem and, and we've got to fix it. Right. Very true. It's being uh, more proactive versus reactive. <laughs> yeah. We always like that. And we always tell right. folks this, think of it as an investment. You're making that investment, obviously, in your people and right. the consistency of, mm-hmm. of those sure. policies and the presentation, the professionalism that it presents, I think, as well, yes. well worthwhile. So Thank you. That's, that's yes. cool stuff. What's on the horizon? I know we're not prognosticators here, but what do you see ahead for 2020, 2021 rather? Any big things that are coming up that 
maybe are, are being debated or perhaps changes that might impact employers? Sure. I think, you know, given this year, obviously there's been, you know, a number of changes in regulations. I do see, you know, I'm hearing next year, we're still going to have, you know, some continued follow-up from the pandemic and, you know, how has that affected the workforce? How has that affected companies' abilities to recruit and retain individuals? So, you know, looking at, you know, this is really, we have a new workforce. A lot of people are working remotely. How does that impact the workplace? There's a whole new series of policies for that. So really, you know, we're moving forward and, you know, taking the pandemic and, you know, what that's resulted in. And really looking at restructuring a lot of how we're doing our day-to-day activities. You know, the onboarding process is different, but it's very important too that employers keep in mind that there's ways and thinking outside the box is another way to, you know, ensure that you're able to recruit. That's very, probably one of the biggest things I think will be a recruiting perspective of, you know, being able to have individuals, you know, apply for your jobs because there's going to be a lot of um, competition out there. Yeah, absolutely. And to be, you know, like you said, the flexibility around family situations, if they're kids at home that that have to go to school and both uh, parents have to work and how do we adapt to those things and be able to recruit and attract talent? It's so different. It is very, you know, I say I've been in this, I'm going to date myself, but I've been in HR for over 28 years and I've never seen the impact and change in regulations and swiftness of everything that we've seen this year. It's been unbelievable. So hopefully next year will be a little easier, but we'll see. Hopefully, yeah. It's uh, all of us are learning to adapt in different ways, and, That's right. and certainly, as you said, changes have been accelerated, and uh, we've we've got to learn to deal with them. So it's right, right, it's where we're at. Well, thanks as always, Renee. It's awesome to have you on, and your insight is just you know so well thought of. I just love hearing what's going on, and I know if I were an employer, I couldn't keep up with all this. So. I would encourage all those folks to, you know, reach out to uh, uh, our team. Definitely. For, for sure. That's what we're here for. And, you know, a lot of times we might not have the answer. And we've said that, you know, in our webinars too, that, you know, we can provide you with the resources that we know at this point. But as we learn, we're happy to share those resources as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to have that ongoing partnership and collaboration for sure. Well, enjoy the holidays with your family, Renee, as we taping this. I know it'll be released uh, in the midst of the holidays here. Stay safe and healthy and everyone out there. You as well. Everyone too. Yeah, everyone out there the same. So awesome. Well, thank you uh, so much again for being on. And if you want more business tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, please visit our podcast page at www.raycpa.com slash podcast. And while you're there, sign up for exclusive content and show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to subscribe to Unsuitable on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another Unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. 
consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 